Queens, welcome to She Speaks Love Women of the Bible series. We're so excited to share these incredible women of the Bible and highlight their personal story and their legacy. These podcasts will encourage, inspire, and share wisdom from God's Word as it relates to women in our unique circumstances. Let's get into their phenomenal story and the power of their voice. Today's woman of the Bible is Asenath, presented by Queen Asenath. About the scripture of Asenath is in Genesis 41-45. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zaphapath Penne and gave him Asenath, daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, to be his wife. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. In Genesis 41 and 50, before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Potiphar, priest of On. In Genesis 46 and 20, in Egypt, Manasseh and Ephraim were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Potiphar, priest of On. And back history, Joseph, you know, he was the um, the son of Jacob who had the coat of many colors, whose brothers, um, he told about his dream that his family would bow down to him, his brother's jealousy, you know, they uh, wanted to kill him, um, but were, he was beaten and thrown in a pit and then sold into slavery. And so he ended up in Egypt. Asenath is first mentioned as to be the wife given to Joseph. And she, Potiphar in Egypt, their um, high priests were called Potiphar. Um, and if we know this, um, recount the story of Joseph, he also worked. His master was Potiphar. So there are several Potiphar's, you know, in Egypt and under Pharaoh, but he's not the Potiphar who was his master, um, but another Potiphar. Uh, Asenath was a high-born aristocrat Egyptian woman as the wife of Joseph, the mother of two sons. There are two rabbinic approaches to Asenath. Um, one holds that she was an ethnic Egyptian woman that converted to marry Joseph. This view of her accepting the Lord before marriage and then raising her two sons in the tenets of Judaism. This presents her as an as a positive example of conversion and place, places her among the devout women converts. The other approach argues that she was not Egyptian by descent, but was from the family of Jacob. Traditions that trace her to the family of Jacob relate that she was born as the daughter of Dinah. And we know that Dinah was raped by Shechem and gave birth, um, is one theory, to Asenath. And once he gave birth, there's, it's said that Jacob left Asenath on the wall of Egypt, where she was later found by Potiphar. And she was then raised by Potiphar's wife and eventually married Joseph. You know, it was a mixed bag of, okay, who, which... You know, school of thought, do you really go with? And I have never seen this. Another article that I saw that talked about who was a Asenath and because it's just a few scriptures in the Bible. And so when you go to try to do some research, you don't really find much. You say she's a minor character. But there was an article and story was who was a Asenath and why does she give hope to Christian singles? And I only found this a couple of days ago. And we know last week when we talked with Dominique and how about the wait for a 
marriage and a man and who. And I was like, well, how befitting that I find this now. But in that article, it brings up that there were multiple reasons why we can learn from this high ranking woman and why she give hope to other women for the Josephs in our life. The ones who waited because Joseph was 30 years to find a wife. He spent 13 years, you know, in prison. So he was 30 by the time he was married. So it says the article dives into who a Senate is in Jewish folklore and why we should know her story. The article also talks about her being high ranking, obviously high ranking enough for Pharaoh to consider giving her to Joseph as a spouse. Um, some have speculated that she was the daughter of Potiphar, which would make her full circle with Joseph's story. Depending on which version and things you go with, um, the Potiphar, you know, one Potiphar, his master, you know, his wife accused him of rape. But there's no evidence to suggest that this is the Potiphar's daughter from the master. Like I said, it's more believed that she is the, from Potiphar, priest of On, who worshiped the sun god, sun god Ra. So by marrying an Israelite, Asena escapes the pagan practices of the Egyptians. Because Joseph is such a strong man of God, we have reason to believe he had a strong influence on leading her to learn more about Yahweh. She does give birth to two sons who end up becoming heads of the tribes of Israel. Um, let's take a look at the meaning of her son's names. Ephraim um, is one son, for God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. And Manasseh, God has made me forget all of my trouble and all of my father's household. Perhaps Joseph named them or perhaps they named them together, but it seems that both of them were born out of some kind of affliction or at least endured it. We have no idea if she went into this marriage willingly or for the usual bride price that happened in her day. Pharaoh gives Joseph a name that means seer or interpreter, and he gives a zenith as a prize for Joseph's properly interpreting Pharaoh's dream about the oncoming famine. Apart from this, we have no other biblical details about a zenith. We can surmise that perhaps Pharaoh could have married her off to someone else or placed her in a harem in Egypt, which was custom at that time. So her marriage to Joseph would have been more optimal than the other options for her. What does legend say about Asena? Um, as mentioned before, there are two schools of thought. First, she hails from the land of Egypt. She is fully Egyptian and has spent her whole life learning the ways of Egyptian religion. She converts to Joseph's religion and follows him in the ways of Yahweh after she marries him, showing that God has a plan for the Gentiles. We see this in other figures such as Zephora, Ruth, and Rahab, all who play an important role in the overarching narrative of the Old Testament that bleeds into the New Testament. The second Arabic school of thought that she was born out of rape that happens in Genesis 24 would certainly have a little literary element when we think about Joseph's interaction with Potiphar's wife, who his master was, and her false accusations that both Joseph and Asenath have been born out of or endured hardship before they came together. And there is even a Greek narrative story titled Joseph and Asenath. 
And so it seems to indicate that the couple didn't like each other at first sight, but through divine intervention, they fall in love with each other. Um, whilst avoiding a plot to kill Joseph. Like many texts that appeared during that period, they really can't take this story at face value, (laughs) but it is there. We do know that Joseph married at 30 years old. He spent 13 years in captivity. He's been falsely accused of rape, been thrown into prison, and been forgotten. Most of us have a desire to marry, and we think, and we have to think Joseph was not an exception to the rule. So God not only grants him his freedom and a high position after so many years in the lowest position in Egypt, but he also marries a beautiful, intelligent woman who gives him two sons and together they follow God no matter what hardship they faced before. A scene that even if she had, um, no matter which story we believe before, it points out that even if she had married someone she loved, she would not have learned um, about God and his love for her. This is this would have been a tragic life indeed, especially for such an intelligent woman. Um, so we learn from her story that God can rescue us out of difficult situations or families. We can cooperate this with the um, the way that she they named their sons fruitful in the time of suffering, and God has made me forget my troubles. Um, and if we recall the story that um, Dominique talked about last week, in the names of the children being born um, with Rachel and Jacob and Leah and their names and um, meaning, this is a uh, um, it almost I felt like you know like the. Um, curses of generational curses are starting to be broken with Jacob, not with Jacob, with Joseph and Asenath's family. We should also know about Asenath because she would have been considered foreign to Israelite. This means that God had a plan for Gentiles from the very beginning. Even though he calls the Israelites his people in the Old Testament, he doesn't hold the Gentiles in the lurch forever. He has them play a part in his plan even before Jesus steps onto the scene. And finally, we have to imagine that Joseph was praising the Lord when Asenath came into his life. He'd reached the age of 30 and and marriage didn't look like it was going to happen for him. Instead, he spent most almost half of his life enslaved, riding in jail. So we can imagine his joy when he receives Asenath as a wife, a beautiful woman who received a strong education. And this in this article shows that how it can give many single Christians hope in the dating world. So I thought that was fascinating how, you know, there was an article to relate um, that with the zenith. Um, this does not guarantee that we haven't a zenith in store for us, but it does remind us that God moves behind the scenes and that we would not endure these fiery trials forever and that out of hardship and difficulty, we can see fruit. And so I just thought that article was interesting to share. Other points about the time, um, we know that Joseph, you know, he interpreted that there they would be years of plenty and then famine. And so if we think about what's going on today in our world, you know, with inflation and wars and it's, you know, and farming and things like that. We're living in some of those times now that we need to be storing up because things are going to get harder and more difficult down the road. You know, the cost of things are going up, the issues and troubles that we see now, they're going to 
these are lasting. It's not going to, we think the prices are high now. So, you know, I follow some news and market um, things, you know, fertilizer, get the cost is up, fertilizing of crops um, are going up. And so that's the harvest that's going in ground now that when they pick it years, you know, in months from now, six to nine months, we still have to pay that cost. So this is going to last well into next year. So we're in a season of where we should be thinking about um, seeking God on what to store up and saving for times of famine and when it gets hard. Um, I would think a scene has had to be, my mom would always say, when she um, named me Asenith, my dad, there was a woman named Asenith who assisted my father. My father just, it was something about her characteristic and he wanted his daughter to have that name. And my mom, you know, she thought that um, names have meaning and she wasn't going to name me Asenith. <laughs> but um, during my birth, while she was in labor in the hospital to have me, she was reading the Bible and read those few scriptures, Asenith, which is why I have that name. And so I, I recall over the years hearing her say, you know, she was a good helpmate and a good wife to her husband and family and things like that. And I think, you know, as I read or think what it would have been like at that time, I do have some of those characteristics, try to be a good helpmate, you know, raising my children and Lord, um, the things and storing up or saver for or future times when things are scarce. Um, and so I've certainly had some of those times and moments in life. And even, you know, restoring and restoration of family, family, family which Joseph had to do, because his brothers, his family ended up having to come to him and bow down to eat for their survival and things like that. So Asenath had to welcome in extra people into her home and place. And, you know, we can, I can certainly see how my husband and I, we do that. <laughs> today in, amongst our family in the way that we show up to assist. The thread, I can see how the name is fitting. I'm sure if my mom has made it on, she'll comment and give more commentary about why she named me Asenith. But, you know, Asenith is more than just a daughter, uh, um, a, a wife, and a mother. Um, so her name gives meaning. And there were several... Um, names for a scene and I say, well, I'm going to be biased and I just want the name. I go with the description that says a scene is a female with origin and the name means belonging to her father. So there were some that say it described it as misfortune. I was like, I got the liberty to choose <laughs> what the meaning's going to be. So to mean belonging to her father. Queens, thank you so much for spending time listening to She Speaks Love podcast and being part of this amazing Sister Keeper community. Our heart is to bring you content that is educational, inspirational, relatable, and it encourages you to share the power of your voice. So you don't miss any of the conversations, we invite you to subscribe to She Speaks Love wherever you listen to podcasts. Please like, comment, and share. Follow us on our blog at shespeakslove.com. Links are in the show notes.